Blog Talk Radio. Radio, a holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best version of our authentic selves. This is Josephina, your host. I'm the founder of Intersections Match, the only matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on South Asian singles throughout North America and the UK. As a dating coach and matchmaker, I'm always interested in fresh perspectives from authors, researchers, and experts to help me provide unparalleled service to our clients, and I'm very excited to welcome sociologist, relationship and dating coach, and author Jan Yeager to our show today. I had the pleasure of being interviewed by Jan for her second edition of 125 Ways to Meet the Love of Your Life, and thought she'd have great insights for our listeners. Welcome to the show, Jan. Great to be with you. Even a thunderstorm couldn't stop me. Yes, I hear that um, Jen is a backdrop of a thunderstorm, and we're just hoping that she, you know, as long as she's safe and sound, we're, we're all good. Well, I'm inside, so hopefully inside. it's okay. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, now, Jen, why did you write a second edition of 125 Ways to Meet the Love of Your Life? What led you to re- write that second edition? Well, the first edition came out in 2004, and as you know, it went into 11 languages, and it it meant a lot to so many people and helped so many men and women find each other and couple and get married. But a lot has changed in the decades since then. Um, apps have become much more popular as ways to meet, um, dating online, but also um, the whole the whole attitude is so much more proactive and positive and and contemporary and someone who 10 years ago you know was 10 years old is now 20 and they want a book that speaks to them or 30 so so it was fun to update it because uh i feel very positive about love and marriage from all the interviews i did as well as my own happy story well, let me, and we're definitely going to get into that before then. I want to, um, what are some of the biggest trends and changes? I know you mentioned the apps, online dating. Um, what, are, what are some other um, changes, trends between that first edition, you know, you said in 2004 and the second edition, you know, about 12 years well, later? Well, one, one of my big surprises, I did do a <clears throat> survey of um, over 200 men and women randomly picked through SurveyMonkey for me using my 10 okay. questions. And what surprised me is that um, meetup has become a very popular way for people to meet. And yeah. 
that, you know, that, that idea. And, you know, obviously everyone's always saying get out there, do things, be active. But Meetup is a concept that's available throughout the country to, you know, put it into practice. And uh, one person who I didn't actually interview her, but I heard about her when I was doing my research, uh, that she created her own Meetup. And through that, she met her her future husband, and it was a a beer meetup. <laughs> mm, how fun! That is great. I think I think that's a great uh, that's a great idea because you know you know the meetups are about having common interests, and I think you know sometimes sometimes common interests do reveal common values, and so it can be how fun. At the very least, you know you're going to be somewhere. You know you're going to be enjoying yourself and in your element if you're doing something you like. So I mean, the right way to meet someone to be in your element. So I think, I think that's great. Um, you're a sociologist and a relationship and dating coach as well as author, and I'm wondering what is it that you've learned since you started researching relationships? And I understand you started researching them you know, back in the 70s. Um, so, um, you know, what's, what's most useful to know about how to find the love of our life, given, you know, the decades that you've, that you've been researching this? Oh, Sure. Well, it's interesting because in addition to 125 Ways to Meet the Love of Your Life, I recently published a book that I will get to you as well called 365 Daily Affirmations for Healthy and Nurturing Relationships. And the reason why Mm. that fits in with what we're talking about is that it, it has affirmations in nine different relationship areas, work relationships, friendship romantic relationships, but I added self-affirmations. And I think that's so important. Um, And, but it's, but it's a little bit more complicated than those who say you can't love someone else till you love yourself because through loving someone else, you can develop more self-love but you have to like yourself enough to be courageous to find someone to share yourself with. So, so the mm-hmm. exciting thing is that being kind to everyone, not just the person you meet, but also to yourself. So that, that's a big movement. And I'm actually excited to see lots of younger people are getting married. Uh, We do have a lot of people who are remaining single and not coupling off till older. But uh, I'm seeing more and more young people going back to younger marriages. So what's unique now is choice. Mm-hmm. it's what works for you you know if 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 yeah. you're not the kind of person who can study and be in love well maybe you have to get your medical degree and then use the time management principles i talk about in 125 ways to now find the love of your life if you can multitask you don't have to possibly put off you know, putting that energy into dating and, and, and being in love. So so individualizing things, it's not one one thing for everyone. 
I think that's a great point. It's definitely not one size fits all. We kind of process things differently, and we're making decisions later. You know, the people who are like going to med school later and doing different things um, later. Let me um, let me do this. I know you mentioned Meetup, and you mentioned the original survey you did uh, via Survey Monkey, which is great. Um, so you mentioned one of the one of the findings from your from your survey was that um, you know Meetup is 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 becoming a a great way to meet people. What what other findings did you have from that Survey Monkey research that you did? Well, some other findings were, believe it or not, I'm I'm happy to say that matchmaking is up there as a way to meet. It made the top fifteen. Uh, but okay. through friends is uh, more uh, in my study. Uh, it was more po- pr- uh, prevalent and through work before online dating sites, which I found very interesting because uh, you don't hear about people introducing people the way you used to. So it's nice to see that they are actually doing that. Um, In terms of the most popular sites for those who were uh, uh, using sites, uh, Match.com, was uh, more popular than eHarmony. The top okay. five were Match, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, and eHarmony. But um, the, what was interesting is that you still had people who, you know, four people found once worked for them. Craigslist was uh, cited by one person. Oh, really? Our time. Interesting. So, you know, even Facebook. So so people are, there are trends, but people are also finding, uh, you know, there's some consensus. But I have to Mm -hmm. share that one of the saddest revelations from my survey is the number of people who confessed uh, that they had stopped trying and stopped looking. Mm. And and those are the people yeah. that I, you know, really feel, oh, please, please, even if you don't buy my book, read it at the library, get charged up, have hope, believe it's possible. Absolutely. You know, I tell you, the only, I mean, the only real way to lose it is to quit. I mean, really. I mean, I really believe that. I mean, you know, when it happens, how it happens, there, there's so many different ways. But, you know, quitting is, is the only way, I think, to, to completely lose. Um, so I, I, I completely agree with that. But I understand. I mean, it, the ups and downs of it can lead to some hopelessness for people. There, there's no question. Um, so it's completely understandable. But speaking of trends, I know you mentioned, well, I was curious whether, you know, we've got Cinderella stories, we've got Hollywood, we've got Bollywood. What do you think? Um, does Hollywood and the media, does it make it easier, possibly more challenging for, you know, for men and women really to navigate their way to finding that love of their life? What, what do you think? I, I, you know, it's interesting. Well, I, recently, I think, um, I think, I think the, I think the Hollywood it 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 makes it first of all people are can be a little bit perfectionistic and unrealistic mm-hmm. so that could be a yeah. hollywood thing but on top of that you know we have the hollywood phrase happily ever after well mm-hmm. 
what about helping people to know what really goes on in relationships? In fact, in 125 Ways to Meet the Love of Your Life, in the back third of the book, I actually have, well, if you found someone, here's some help to make it work. Because everyone mm-hmm. needs to know that, you know, you don't, the cliche that you have to work at a relationship, that, that doesn't help anyone. You need to yeah. understand, you know, negotiating and making time for intimacy physical as well as emotional. And I can't tell you how many couples say, oh, once the children come, the romance went out the window. Well, you let that happen. So how are you going to not be that couple that makes that mistake because, you know, the kids are going to go. And if the relationship was not developing, there goes the relationship. So so that that's a very important factor that Hollywood doesn't really. In fact, I couldn't even see a couple of movies that I'm not going to name because I respect <laughs> I respect creativity and I know they worked okay. hard, but I'm I'm tired of all the movies. You know, it's like the two extremes, the romance and the excitement and the happily ever after and then the movies about the depressed completely boring sad on you know relationship headed for divorce so you know what about some happy terrific couples that are making mm-hmm. it work you know why don't we hear about them why don't we see movies about those couples yeah really relatable in that sense you know, I mean, speaking of that and speaking about what really what really goes on, and you yourself have been happily married for, as I understand, 31 years. Congratulations on that. Um, right. What are, what, are, what, are some of the, um, what are some of the secrets to your happy marriage? Um, and well, I, you know, well, in my case, I was, I was unhappily married for three years okay. before okay. I met my husband. But I had 13 years of singleness between my husbands. And the important thing I did that so many people who, and it doesn't matter if you've been unhappily married or just had a relationship that didn't work out, so few people say, what was my part in this? What can Mm -hmm. I learn about what I did that it didn't work out? Now, that's not the same thing as victim blaming. But I spent those 13 years, you know, dating, but also saying, uh, what am I looking for? And what are the traits about me that maybe made it not such a happy situation? So so with my, my husband, my new husband of only 31 years, you know, we, we, we work hard to not make it hard. You know, we... We listen to each other. We give each other feedback. If one of us is having a bad day, we don't take it out on the other, but we try to be understanding and help each other get through it. And, you know, I just I just admire my husband. I think he's terrific. And, um, and because I did have a marriage that didn't work out, and I was very sad that it, I couldn't make it work, 
I am mm-hmm. so much more invested in uh, making sure that I don't let it, you know, go in the wrong direction. And and in fact, I'll give you an example. With my first marriage, when my ex-husband and I had career issues that meant we would live in separate cities, we let that break us up. With my husband, when he was offered a job and the kids were grown, so there was no reason not to take this job in another city, uh, this time I went with him. (laughs) Now, it was a tough tough year and a half. I wasn't happy that the that the um that the the job didn't work out for him because you know he really wanted it to work out but I wasn't unhappy that we were moving back to our hometown which I really missed. And that was a really that only happened in the last few years. That that was a big test because I did put the relationship first and I think that's what a lot of people have to uh commit to, you know putting the relationship first. Sometimes, like, I have a wonderful girlfriend, and she wanted us to come over for dinner, and I really wanted to go, but my husband said, you know, I really just want to relax this weekend. And that and that's part of what you do as a relationship. You know, hey, I'd love to go, but, you know, we're a couple, and this isn't a good weekend. Yeah, all right. You're really there for each other. You've you got each other's back in that sense, and you're really – I love that, putting putting the relationship first, that it's kind of bigger than, than other stuff, and you make it have that import. Um, and I love how you said, you know, the, about kind of looking at, you know, maybe sort of what was, what was your part in something that didn't quite work out, because I think it's the opposite of victim behavior. Like you said, I mean, it's basically that's the way to be empowered, right? How, you know, if you can see, okay, how did it contribute? That's the only way that you have that raise that awareness. You can you know, make any changes that you might want to make or in the way you do things or in the way you approach or the kind of person you want to be with. So I love the you know, empowered nature of, of how, and, did I, how could I contribute it to this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, in uh, 125 Ways to Meet the Love of Your Life, one of the parts of the book that people have found really helpful and I – made sure I put it in the second edition as well, is, you okay. know, uh, figuring out what what do you want in a relationship. You know, that's so important. Yeah. You know, and, and also getting yeah. to know the other person that you meet, um, you know, asking them questions, you know, not just assuming that you know someone, you know, from, from if you're meeting online, you know, through through a very short profile. You know, really and Absolutely. and as you know, values are very important. So so listening between the lines of what someone's saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also letting some things reveal themselves, right? So I think I would say don't try to get everything through direct questions because there needs to be some observation, right? And some time to interact. Well here I, I just lines. The, some of the mm-hmm. questions are really fun. Um, I just believe it or not, okay. there's 110 questions. Okay. Um, what's the one word that best describes you? Is 108, 109. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? You know, if someone says, "Watch paint yeah. dry on the wall," you know <laughs> that might be not right. be the perfect match for you. 110. 
where do you see yourself in 20 years? Um, Number 70, what's your preferred candy? (laughs) I mean, it's just from, from, from the trivial to the grandiose, you know, and, uh, and that's another important part of the whole process. I mean, I talk about the time management approach, which is prioritizing and goal setting. But the other part of it is, and I think the reason why Fred and I clicked when we first met was I had just finished a four year relationship that didn't work out. And, um, I decided to date and enjoy the process and just enjoy Mm -hmm. meeting people and listening to people and getting to know new people. And I think as much as possible, if a man or a woman brings that attitude, uh, I remember one person I interviewed, uh, he went out with someone and he really liked her. And he shared with me that on the second date, are you listening to this? On the second date, she says to him, uh, I want to know what your plan is. I want to know where this relationship is going because if it if you don't mm-hmm. if it's not going to go where I want it to go, I don't want to go out on this second date. And it's like he was shocked. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would have gone where she wanted it to go, but yeah. you know, that wasn't the right approach and it, it, I'd love to yeah. see if she's still single or if she found someone with that approach. <laughs> right. I think the most most people would kind of run for the hills. So I think, um, and and it's interesting. But if you do find it, you kind of have to wonder, um, the person who you found, right? Like, what, where, what were they thinking when that when that worked with them? So yeah, I think that a lot of us, you know, there's vulnerability. A lot of us want to kind of cut to the chase. Like I, I appreciate that. But yeah, you can you can be like I say, you can be too efficient in it as well. Um, of course. So, you, know, you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned about time management, and I know that, um, you know, using the time management principles is one of the unique things about your book, um, unique concepts in, in your book. Um, so how how do the time management principles of goal setting, prioritizing, how, how do they impact finding the love of your life? How do you apply it to um, this area? Well, Well, the first step is to say, I want mm-hmm. to find someone and to own it and mm-hmm. to feel proud of that goal. Why, you know, that doesn't mean you have to announce it to the world or, or even tell the person that you go out with on the first date, but it's important that you have that in your mind so that everything you do focused on that. In other words, like when I, at around the time I met Fred, I was a college professor, uh, and I taught Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. My focus was meeting people who might possibly be, you know, the the love of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I could have, you know, before I made that goal, uh, because I was just living my life and suddenly I'm 35 years old. How did that happen? Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I could have just, you know, been, you know, reading or writing or, you know, doing something totally oblivious of the fact that 
this sure. was something that I needed to have a plan. So the first thing mm-hmm. is the goal setting. The second thing is prioritizing. Uh, I I coached a woman who she was very successful, but her relationship, she had a master's degree, she had her own condo, she had a great job, but her relationships were not where she wanted them to be. She didn't have friends she hung out with. She didn't have anyone she was dating. So one of the jobs in my coaching was to say to her, well, let's talk about your weekends. What are you doing on your weekends? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what do you think she was doing on her weekends? Maybe she was doing stuff in her in her place in her condo. Maybe right. She was she was she was doing chores. She was cleaning her condo. She was taking in the dry cleaning. She was totally oblivious to the fact that mm-hmm. people were not going to knock on her door. You know so. So we devised a plan, and the wonderful thing is that she was amazed. You know, she started going to activities, and she even went to a conference that was out of town because that's a great place to meet people and to have more freedom to let relationships develop because you don't have the constraints of going back and forth to your your job and your routine. And uh, when we you know, kept checking in every couple of months, Uh, she was amazed that, you know, she had someone, a friend to go to the movies with, and she was dating someone. But it all started by looking at the way she was handling her time. And that's the big step. That raising awareness about that, you said we can kind of all get, get, get lost and going through the motions, and it's so easy to fill our days, right, between errands and everything else. It's not hard to do that. Um, so really being deliberate, I think, is, is very important. Um, you, know, you know, I'm wondering, from the decades of research, you know, you've been researching since the 70s um, with your educational background, with your research background, do you believe that, you know, men and women – are looking for different things in a romance or marriage or similar things? What do you think? I I think it's more a question of personality and timing than gender. Uh, You know, I find women who seem to be echoing some of the more cliche male interests, you know, oh, I just want to have fun, uh, I'm mm-hmm. finding women are saying that because they're not yet at the point of wanting to settle down. Um, so yeah. I, that's what I'm seeing. It's not so much a gender thing as a life cycle thing. Also, if someone's just mm-hmm. coming out of a negative relationship, they can need some time to heal and sort it out. Mm-hmm. And that, once again, yeah. isn't a gender thing. But but there is the baby clock. Now, you do have the ability to freeze eggs, which didn't exist 30 years ago when I was um, single. But, yeah. you know, most people don't want to freeze eggs. They want to, you know, meet in a timely manner if they want to have children where that's possible. So, so that's definitely still a gender issue uh, because women have the biological clock, even though there sure. are the exceptions that, you know, women are having babies in their late 
30s or even 40s, but it's harder and it's rarer. Um, so, uh, but then again, you have couples who are in their second, you know, phase. They've had their children. They had the relationship that didn't work out, even if it lasted 10 or 20 years, and now they're single. And initially, they swear off relationships. But then after a few years, they say, wow, I'm lonely. You know, I want someone. Mm-hmm. So now they have a different goal, whether it's male or female, they really are just looking for companionship, but not for, you know, to to have children together. So the gender thing has real, you know, it, it, it isn't as classic as it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I find men are more willing to admit that they have gotten tired of that, you know, cliche of the you know um uh the the playboy lifestyle um yeah so so that i'm seeing but um but one i wanted to talk about a phenomenon that i find a little bit sad is that um the the society i've noticed over the decade or so i've been researching and rewriting this book the society has stopped seeing online dating or using a matchmaker or uh, using a dating app as anything that should be shameful or stigmatizing. But I'm finding the couples are not feeling the same, the same sense of empowerment. In other words, I know so many couples that read my book and then they they met through, you know, uh, a dating site, and 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 they even got married. And at the wedding, you're you're told, you know, no, please don't mention how they met, you know. And I'm talking about within the last couple of years, you know. I'm not talking about ten yeah. years ago. So yeah. I find that sad that, because yeah. um, the society, the the individuals haven't caught up with the the way that the society has has gotten a lot more open-minded about it. And and I agree. I've, I've had clients who've gone and married who have said, oh, you know, we're going to make a lot of referrals for you, but don't you, but we're, we're, it's private how we met. So I, I totally, totally <laughs> appreciate that. Now, in terms of um, gender, we kind of, but what about culture? Um, have you, have you come across any cultural differences in dating and mating? Since you, you know, oh, as you definitely. mentioned Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, as you know, I mean, in in India, uh, there's still a preponderance of arranged marriages, but that's shifting. In America, yeah. um, there are cultural differences based on uh, if the the people who are of the next generation are going to accept those those ways that their parents practiced. So. You know, it, it once again, it's there are standards for each culture, but does the individual say, this is what I'm going to do for me? So the important mm-hmm. thing is for if, if you're going to be dating someone who's of your culture or a different culture, and that's why I came up with the 110 questions, you know, you have to find out, you know, where do they stand in those attitudes? Because um, Absolutely. 
that it is, you know, if, if you do find the love of your life, it hopefully is for life. So that will influence the kind of life you're going to be living. So, you know, does, does someone uh, not drive on Saturdays and, and is someone committed to not being allowed to have uh, alcoholic beverages, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not just cultural differences, but religious differences. So, uh, sure. so, so, so much of it is between the two individuals um, because there are, um, I just finished up a new book on friendship and in my 158 uh, surveys, I do ask people about religion and, you know, a lot of people share about, you know, I was raised this way, but this is how mm-hmm. I now think, you know. So so that's yeah, what people have absolutely. to do with romance also. You know, what what is the values of each individual? But there, there are definitely cultural differences. But don't make the assumption that um, that everyone who is of that culture agrees with those um, practices. I completely agree with them. Uh, I, I, yeah, this assumption, I think we all have the tendency, right, to want to kind of, you know, oh, well, if they're X, then, well, you know, it's safe to say X, Y, and Z. And, and after a mindset perspective, there's a wide continuum with any given religion or culture or what have you. So I completely agree with that. Now, I'm wondering, based on your experiences, um, you know, with the research and, and the surveys and what are your top three tips that you'd give singles who have not given up, who are continuing their search for the love of their life? You know, what are the top three tips you might give someone in that position? Um, well, the first tip is um, it's great you're still looking. So it's great you're still mm-hmm. looking. Um, yeah. Positive attitude. Um, the second is to, um, if what you've been doing isn't working, try something else. Uh, mm. you know, if match isn't getting you the matches you want, try OkCupid. If OkCupid isn't what you want, try a matchmaker. If a matchmaker isn't mm-hmm. getting you what you want, you know, try yeah. meetup or, you know, um, so, so, so many people get into ruts and they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. So that's the second thing. And the third thing, and this may sound very counterintuitive, don't put so much time and effort into wanting your friends to be the champions of um <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> I'm losing my voice uh the champions of what you want to um <clears throat> achieve romantically one second we get some water get some water because um you know your friends may like the fact that you're available to hang out with them Friday nights and and mm-hmm. and uh, go to parties. Yeah. So you know who knows what their conscious or unconscious motives are. So yeah. the the third tip is that this is your search. 
That's a point well taken, absolutely. <coughs> you know, um, you okay? Let me grab some water. We are we are actually very very close to being done. I just wanted to really you know appreciate you for sharing your insights with us, um, Jan. And I'm wondering if there's any last thought or take home message that you'd like to leave our listeners with. Um, I'm going to take a moment. Of time. <clears throat> um, well, just that the that uh, the the um, the rewards of the search make the efforts worth it. Oh, wonderful! Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jen. It's been an absolute pleasure. And in case you joined us late, I would like to share this show with people in your life. I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. And appreciate you hanging out with us, and make sure to join us for our next show. Good night, everyone.